Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. So, how are you? How was your day off today? Boring. Boring? Yeah, well, I... I need a human alarm clock is what I need. I need someone to come in and bring me coffee and tell me, hey, get the fuck up. Because (laughs) I will hit the snooze button. And once I hit it the first time, my body just goes on autopilot. And then I hit it for three hours until I turn it off. And then I sleep for another hour after that. And then it's two in the afternoon. You're like, where did my day go? Yeah. I mean, it was like 1230. But still. That's not so bad. It's still most of the day. (laughs) <laughs> that's true but you have two days off back to back so it's not no terrible. i don't i have saturday off this week oh i thought you had tomorrow off yeah that's what i prefer is two days so that i don't sleep away my only day off in a row <laughs> but at least you're only missing five hours instead of 10 um no it's eight hours and i'm at 26 this week oh because i'm only closing for the rest of the week oh so you're not working doubles at all right i had a double monday and then I have one five hour and then two four hours because for some reason they put my opener and I don't know why she's doing it until two. Like just do it until one and then we each get five hours because now my opener has, th- I looked at the schedule. She has 30 hours this week and I have 26 when she could put it until one instead of two and give us both 28 hours. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. That's really weird. I'm sorry. I have been doing the math, and if I can't consistently get 30 hours, then it might not be... Worth it? <laughs> I had a word in my head, but yes, worth it. <laughs> to stay there. Because if I'm only getting 26 hours, then I'm spending like half of my money on rent, plus bills and groceries and gas and everything else, and I literally cannot put any money into savings. Well, don't leave until you have a new position somewhere. Well, obviously, if I can't save money, then I don't have backup money to pay rent before I get a new job. Check out that job offer from the Chase guy. I am thinking about that, but I was going to not say the name because then people would know if I switch jobs where I'm going. Whoops. (laughs) That could just be his name. (laughs) Whoops. It could be. But I have been thinking about that. I haven't seen him since we our this our schedule came out this week for this week and i was like cool 26 hours that sucks <laughs> i did some math and i was like yeah that might not make sense anymore like it was fine when we had to cut back hours because of covid and we all thought that we were going to give up like six months and then get back to normal yeah but here we are at 12 months <laughs> but yeah now it's a year later and it hasn't really gotten better not better enough to make more money <laughs> no it has not how is Arizona's vaccine distribution? Mm, I don't know. One of my customers got her second dose because she works. She's a nurse, but I have no idea. My boss, who had the kidney transplant in November, got his first dose on Sunday. By the way, we are recording on Tuesday, not Sunday this week. Oh, yes. Um, So he got his first dose on Sunday and didn't have any symptoms Like afterwards. Like there was nothing he... Uh, said his arm was a little sore but he didn't have a headache or anything Uh, i have heard the second dose is supposed to be the stronger or that will result in most antibodies because obviously you've already had the first dose the second one's a booster one to actually create the response Mm -hmm. so i'm interested to see how his second dose will go but i know plenty of people who've had the second dose and basically all the same thing they've all been saying the same thing and it's that they have like had a headache and that they've taken tylenol and it's been fine it like dulls it i said this before we recorded, but yeah, my customer who had both doses said that her arm hurt a bit and then she slept for 16 hours. <laughs> that's a lot of sleeping. I know. But like I said earlier, if her, that's like her body's way of like responding to a sickness or creating antibodies, then yeah. Sleep away, my little princess. <laughs> yeah. There have been several people who have passed away this week. Uh, Dustin <sighs> Diamond yesterday. Mm hmm. That was real quick, like, I feel. We like, found out, like, Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. That he had cancer. <laughs> and, and then, then I, I got that. Well, I got the text from you. My phone was in my pocket. I had already gotten a notification on my phone about it. And I didn't see either. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Makes me feel real grateful for the time we had with Alex Trebek in his stage four. We say we as in the royal we. <laughs> as in the world. Yeah. The world got to experience his presence for longer. I forgot that they were doing like a, they were either bringing back Saved by the Bell or just like some sort of reunion something. That's right. I did forget about that as well. Mm-hmm. That just 
came out recently too yeah i saw a commercial for it yesterday and i was like oh wait is that like a continued thing did he already did they already film it all or is it like is it done or are they just gonna have to write out screech (laughs) sad yeah god 2021 has not been kind so many souls but buddha judge yes i'm so excited so so excited for that that is the goodest news they've heard all week long (laughs) yeah granted it's only tuesday but still the best news that makes me so excited i you know i have to dig out my pete button (laughs) (laughs) yeah even though he's not president but well no he's around so he's around and this gives him a damn good chance of getting a decent platform in a future election so Mm -hmm. i'll take it i'll take it even if we could just like have some of his influence i'll be fine do you know how major that would be like yes i'm excited for kamala but to have our first queer president (laughs) would be amazing insane especially because when it's been less than 10 years that it it's only been like five years or something that it's been legal. Legal. Nation, nationally. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was legal in Washington and Oregon for a long time, so I forget that it wasn't federally legal for a while after yeah, that. that's federal. That's what I meant. Yeah, I mean like New Hampshire and like a couple states legalized same-sex marriage earlier, but... Yeah, but that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Super cool. Yeah. Go Pete, go. So I want... I like medical dramas and things <laughs> so i watched both versions of 911 they're not great shows okay because they're ryan murphy they ryan murphy doesn't know how to write a show with staying power <laughs> like okay. he's the guy who did glee and i had a couple good seasons and then it, it just devolves Fizzled. into chaos right and he also created american horror story which has a couple good seasons and then it devolves into chaos and now everyone stops watching it so we're on season four of the original 911 and season two of 911 Lone Star. In season one of 911 Lone Star, <laughs> he already had the original. So he was like, fuck it, we're just going to go all in. <laughs> and there was uh, both a tornado and a solar flare that knocked out the power to the city and an astronaut died. <laughs> I'm like, damn. This is season one. What are you doing? Dazzled. <laughs> lot that's very heavy yeah. yeah but today i was watching it because they uh they both came back for their you know it's like three episodes in to the new seasons but so maddie and chim are having a baby maddie is white chim is i believe korean he's asian i know that <laughs> but i believe they're korean but they're having a baby <laughs> because jennifer love hewitt is maddie and I think that she's probably pregnant in real life. And so they had to write that into the show. <laughs> but I was watching it today. And I'm like, you know, they're about to have the baby. But she's going to have the baby. And I'm pretty sure her husband is white in real life. And this baby is going to be white. And then I was like, wait a second. She's not giving birth on TV. They're going to cast a baby. <laughs> like, I forgot how TV works for a <laughs> I was also thinking, like, they all just uses a fake baby like <laughs> not a fake baby but like a no they're gonna baby? cast like, they're gonna cast a baby yeah so i'm like that's, <laughs> so i forgot how tv works <laughs> oh man the funny things our brain does sometimes right well i'm invested in these people <laughs> i'm like this is not gonna look like it's his baby <laughs> oh man that's funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> also there's a kid on the show one of the firefighters, Eddie, has a son, Christopher, who uses crutches. He has cerebral palsy or something. MS? Something. Like, they, you know, they cast an actor with that. Yes. So that that can be, like, a whole plot point or whatever. But he wasn't on, like, the first few episodes. Oh, he's older now and he has braces. And I'm like, you're not, like, a baby anymore. <laughs> it's only, like, four seasons in. But, like, Christopher's almost a teenager. <laughs> But he wasn't on the first few episodes, and I'm like, are they not going to have him on here because of COVID? Like, he's probably more susceptible than the rest Mm -hmm. of the actors. He he is there now. So maybe they just have, like, shorter hours with him. I'm not sure. That's possible. They probably test everyone, too, on a regular basis. Well, that, too. But if your kid has an autoimmune something, you probably are going to take every precaution. Yeah, this is true. Yesterday was hellacious at work, which is why we did not record yesterday. But I'm feeling much perkier today. (laughs) And I'm excited for my first topic. 
That's it. Oh, yeah, you're going number one. Okay, there is this one that we think m- could possibly be the same. Yes. Okay. Okay. We have no, we'll have no way of knowing if this is the same until Nicole says it. <laughs> Does yours start with an S? No. Okay, then no, it's not. Okay. Yours could have been one of two things, and I figured you would probably pick the latter, which is not mine. <laughs> okay. This is not the topic I, I went with. I uh, don't know why she's narrowed it down to one of two things. But. Well, like, because I know you, and I know the way your brain works, <laughs> and I don't want to, like, blurt out what I think it is, because I want to wait and find out if okay. it is what you think it is. But, but I'll do... tell you what it is after you tell me. Yeah, I'm like, I do want to know what you think it is. <laughs> I will tell you what it is, okay. but I want to know what the actual topic is before I say something. Yeah. Anyways, uh, the Super Bowl. Oh, that never would have been my topic. Why do you <laughs> think I would pick the Super Bowl? I don't know. You said something timely. And I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Did she pick this? Like... Absolutely not. Oh, my God. But I'm so glad you brought that up because I have been wanting to say this. It's not about the Super Bowl. But do you know who's hosting the Puppy Bowl this year? No. Who? Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't know if they're, like, hosting be. it or if they're just, like, I don't know exactly their roles, but <laughs> commercials on the animal planet with them holding puppies oh my god <laughs> snoop being like hey tune into the puppy ball i'm gonna host it with my girl martha <laughs> that is great oh it is the super bowl uh so what reminded me of this actually was photos of jacob and i probably in 2015 maybe 16 uh him and i met my mom and my stepdad at the silver star i think it was definitely 2015 <laughs> 15 i still lived there for the Super Bowl. Then it was 16. I moved, yeah, I moved July of that year. It was definitely 16. Um, so yeah, I was like, oh my god, that was such a good time. I was wearing blue and green eyeshadow because I was into Mary Kay at the time, and I had my little Seahawks shirt on, and... I assume they were in the Super Bowl that year. I think so. <laughs> I was just going to yell to Alexa, but she's in the other room, my door shut. Uh- <laughs> I mean, I assume if you were dressed up as a Super Bowl or a Seahawks fan, then they were probably playing. Yeah, you're probably correct. Sadly, I won't be attending any parties this year. Or People not sadly. shouldn't be having parties anyway. So. Exactly. But usually... They shouldn't be having the Super Bowl. I'm going to just say it right now. Oh, same. I feel the same. Don't get me wrong. I feel the same. However, okay. it's happening, so mm. it is what it is. I can't... I don't want to waste my energy on being angry at that. Um, usually parties for me are the best part. I get to socialize with my friends, drink and eat good food, and make good memories. Laugh a little bit. That is not happening this year. However, uh, we are traveling to Bend on Sunday to go skiing. And I may watch some of it in our hotel room <laughs> that afternoon. So the history of the Super Bowl. The NFL was formed in 1920. Uh, and a group of businessmen who wanted to be football franchise owners formed the AFL in 1960. They were originally denied by the NFL. So they called themselves the NFL Rejects and recruited all the... NFL players that didn't make it, basically. <laughs> so there were two leagues, NFL, AFL, uh, National Football League, American Football League. They were rivals who competed for fans, players, and support, but reached an agreement in 1966 to merge the two leagues by 1970. So they were created in 1960, battled out for six years, decided they should just merge, make it better for everyone, and... Question. Yes. Is that the one that was... No. How old is Donald Trump? I don't know. Okay, because he did that. Gross. Yeah, I can't remember if, if the, because he did do that to compete with the NFL because they wouldn't let him buy a team. So he created his own and then they started a league. Oh, no, it was so the that, USFL. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, not the NFL. <laughs> because I don't think that kind of crashed and burned because they wanted uh, like for people to be able to watch football in the like off season was kind of the idea. And then they switched to regular season and aired on Sundays or Mondays or whenever football airs during the regular season. And people are like, why would we watch your stupid football when we can watch the teams that we like? (laughs) The first article that popped up on Google that said why Donald Trump's narcissism killed the USFL. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. That's it in a nutshell. So NFL, AFL, definitely not Donald Trump's USFL. Okay. I would have like, probably that quit talking. seems talk- older than that, but... I, I would have quit talking about this, to be honest <laughs> yeah. with you. <laughs> and probably never watch football again. Uh, <laughs> glad that is not the case. Um, so, 
They had four years between 1966 and 1970 to merge into one league. Uh, the first Super Bowl, which took place on January 15th, 1967, was played by the NFL champs, the Green Bay Packers, and the AFL champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, who ironically are reigning Super Bowl champs and have the chance to defend their title this year. Um, so a year after they came to an agreement that they merged, they basically put their AFL champ against the NFL champ and said, go at it. Uh, when the mer- leagues merged, they became the AFC West and the NFC West. So different leagues under the same umbrella. And it's how it currently stands. The first Super Bowl was played at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum and was originally called the AFL-NFL World Championship Game. Uh, some Super Bowl gear after the team wins it says world champs on it it's because no other country in the world plays our football it's american (laughs) football so they call themselves world champs which i think is a little bit ridiculous but i also get it it's not factually inaccurate (laughs) exactly exactly but i'm like for real (laughs) so the location of the game the location of the first super bowl wasn't decided until seven weeks prior to kickoff and four weeks prior to kickoff for the exact date. So they didn't, that's like a month and a half. It was played in January. They didn't find out until the beginning of December, like where the Super Bowl was going to be. And then they didn't know the exact date until four weeks. So mid-December is when they picked the date. I feel like that's real short notice. <laughs> the first Super Bowl tickets were sold for $12. And the first Super Bowl is actually the only Super Bowl that has never sold out. All the rest of them afterwards have. Ticket prices as of the 2020 Super Bowl cost between $4,200 and $60,000. So $4,000 versus $60,000. That's insane. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. I will not be buying a Super Bowl ticket. No. It's not a great view anyway. No. You get to be there, but like, if you want to actually watch the game, it's not a great place to be for that. Option. Those tickets probably run like $25,000 or $30,000 if you want a decent view. This year's Super Bowl 55, notated by LV, Roman numerals, the teams are the Kansas City Chiefs, led by quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady. So the... I know nothing about football. So I'm... (laughs) When did Brady switch to... (laughs) Like, last year, basically. Like, this season, I think it's his first season, like, away from the Patriots. Patriots. So he went to the Buccaneers, and how the fuck did they end up in the Super Bowl? I That's what I was... I'm like, you said Buccaneers, and I'm like, huh. And then you said Brady, and I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. So Patrick Mahomes is the current Super Bowl champion from last year. He's a young kid. Uh, actually just came back from a small injury. Not small. Slight concussion. My opinion, don't chance it on concussions. However, you get paid to do this. It's your job. And if you feel that you need to do that to survive, go well, for it, I guess. That's the issue with football as a yes. sport anyway. yes. I myself have issues with head injuries. That's topic for another day. Uh, <laughs> so, and then obviously Tom Brady, who's king of the Super Bowl. So Tom Brady is the current record holder for winning also the most. Also Deflategate. Yes, that too. <laughs> don't, don't forget. Now we know why. Now we know why he has so many damn rings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom Brady is the current record holder for winning the most Super Bowls. His record is six and three with his most recent title in 2019 with the New England Patriots. So yes, this was definitely his first year away from the Patriots. And the Bucks made it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like then it's a Tom Brady thing. Not necess- Obviously, the right team has to be a factor, but like he's just a damn good quarterback, as much as I hate to say it. The Super Bowl this year is going to look a little different, obviously. Uh, limited attendance, minimal and newer special commercials. Uh, Budweiser sent the money that they typically spend on Super Bowl, Super Bowl ads to COVID relief funds, which I thought was cool. Other companies that. did it too, but I did know about Budweiser. Mm-hmm. Um in Oregon, there are going to obviously be no big parties at bars because COVID. I did hear in California that the governor, governor, maybe it was the mayor of Los Angeles, told... What was the name? Do you know? No, I don't. Okay. Told citizens that, or bar owners, that they couldn't have TVs on the outside of their <laughs> dining yeah. establishments. I know. Because people are going to gather. Like, yeah. So I was like, why? And I'm like... Because people will stand around. Because you know people are going to stand there in groups. <laughs> yes, like no, not okay. <laughs> so things are just going to be different, obviously. Um, like you mentioned earlier, I wish I wouldn't have it at all. Like uh-huh. set an example for the rest of the nation and just don't fucking have it. But here we are. I can't change it. This year, halftime performance. Ready? It's mm-hmm. the weekend. Not my. Favorite. Oh, I did know that. I do like the weekend, but like 
I'm not overly excited about it. Not my favorite. I know the, the one song that's on the radio. I can't feel my face when I'm oh, with you. I do know that one, but I meant the newer but I one. Love it. There's Which a one? commercial for. Oh, I don't oh know. is it the Super Bowl commercial? The one where he's just driving in the gate? Yeah, and everyone is like the 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 guard attendant is singing it, and the guy at the grocery store. And, yeah. yeah. Yep, that yes, one. That one. <laughs> don't know how it goes. Me either, but I do know that one. <laughs> yeah. He did though. The Super Bowl people, wherever they get their money, they set up the Super Bowl or the halftime show, and he was like, mm, "But I want to do my own shit." So he also kicked in like several million, I think, to oh, like heck do whatever yeah. he wanted. Heck yeah, that's legit. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll have to watch it. <laughs> Just that. Um, last year, J Lo and Shakira performed. Yes, people were mad. I don't understand why people were upset. Because they're JLo's baby children's eyeballs. Hot. Mm-hmm. That's and the that's the problem. <laughs> except for it's not a problem. I know. She's just banging. Appreciate a beautiful body. And also like, a woman who <laughs> can, doesn't give a fuck what you think and exactly. has a long career. She's like fifty. Exactly. And it's not like she was like up on the stage fingering herself. She was just like dancing and doing her shit. Don't like it, don't watch. Uh in twenty nineteen, Maroon Five, Travis Scott and Big Boy performed. Yeah, that was the that, other thing. People were like, um, didn't Adam Levine, like, t- have no shirt on or something? I don't know. But. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I was just going to say, I do remember that one because he did not have a shirt on the entire time. <laughs> Except I for maybe, like, half of her song. don't remember that, but that was the argument against all the women who were like, oh my god, my child saw these women dancing. And they are like, they saw do you Adam not Levine like Adam Levine? <laughs> like, Why are his nipples different than her nipples? They're not. 2018, Justin Timberlake, Tennessee Kids, and University of Minnesota Marching Band. That was the year I went and saw, or I went and saw him the year after that. It was the, because that's the year his vocal cords got ruined, and he had to postpone, so I saw him in 2019. 2017, Lady Gaga. That was a kick-ass performance. (laughs) How many years are you going to go through? Are you going to name all 50 halftime shows? Nope. Just to 2015. Okay. (laughs) Uh, 2017, Lady Gaga was sick. I she heard that basically airdropped in on strings and then they had a drone show which is cool 2016 coldplay bruno mars and beyonce i do know that only because i lived and that was the first super bowl that i lived in california for and there were like giant posters at the mall that were like coldplay is doing the halftime show <laughs> okay cool. <laughs> all right <laughs> and then 2015 Katy perry lenny kravitz and missy elliott the year of left shark so that is okay that's where that I've never from. really known what Left Shark is. I'm like, is that a Katy Perry thing? It is a Katy Perry thing. I don't know. Thing. Okay. It's a Katy Perry thing because she sells Left Shark onesies on her tours. <laughs> so parties, my favorite part about the Super Bowl. So obviously, snacks go with parties. My favorite Super Bowl snacks, little smokies, wings, chips and dip, and beer. I don't like hard A on Super Bowls. I like just straight beer because mm-hmm. America. <laughs> I feel more patriotic on Super Bowl Day than I do on the 4th of July. <laughs> so, beer. My favorite dip, though, is, like, I've only had it, like, twice. But it's a buffalo dip. Like, the creamy buffalo dip. Have you ever had that? You put, like, Frank's Red Hot with, like, cream cheese and... No. <laughs> sometimes shredded chicken. So I mean, good. I, I, I have heard of buffalo chicken dip, but I have never made it. So good. Buffalo sauce is hot sauce and butter. So, unless I'm making it myself, then I probably can't eat it. This is true. For the Super Bowl, you can make some fun bets. I mean, you can bet on anything, really. Someone's going to lose a shoe. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yes. (laughs) Uh, Some of the more lighthearted funny things. Um, You can bet on the one, two, three, and fourth quarter scores. Uh, Overall game score, the basics. Uh, Then you can bet on... These are actual Vegas bets, by the way. Mm -hmm. They're called prop bets. Uh, you can guess the coin toss, heads or tails, the color of the Gatorade douse at the end of the game, the length of the national anthem time and over under. So over a set time or under a set time. This is new this year. Uh, what will be said first, COVID or pandemic? If you had to guess, what would, what is your guess, COVID or pandemic? I'm going to say COVID. Oh, I'm going to okay. say COVID <laughs> because a lot of people call it the COVID-19 pandemic. I think people are just going to say COVID or COVID-19. I don't think. The pandemic is much longer. Yeah. They're athletes. They have other stuff to do. Right? Because <laughs> of COVID. How many commercials will have a dog in them? That's where I would put my money in Vegas. Color of the Mahomes headband. 
So the color of the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback's headband. Wouldn't it be one of their colors? Uh, it could be, but there were like gray or white or black or red or yellow. They're the Chiefs. Those are all their colors. But those were definitely the ones that were the options. And then obviously typical football stuff. So longest completion, first player to record 50 plus rushing yards. Eh, boring stuff. Okay, so now I want to know what your topic is. My first topic is Fettuccine Alfredo. Yes! Uh, <laughs> so good! Uh. <laughs> oh, okay, well, you're getting a little close there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the yes just came out extra Italian when you said Fettuccine Alfredo. Well, and when you said good! Uh. I know, <laughs> that one was intentional, the first one was not. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I had more energy tonight than I did last night. <laughs> so, fettuccine Alfredo is delicious. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I always just say Alfredo because and when I am in the mood for that, I don't care about the the noodle. <laughs> so I'm always like fettuccine is fettuccine, but I don't I could be it could be penne. I don't care what the noodle is. I just, just give me the, the Alfredo, Alfredo sauce. <laughs> yeah. I just want to dip a breadstick in it. <laughs> but fettuccine alfredo is the actual it's the name of the dish it doesn't matter what the alfredo sauce is like i guess kind of a thing anyway (laughs) originally it's fettuccine that's why we call it fettuccine alfredo no matter what it is really but it was so traditionally if you're making fettuccine alfredo it is fettuccine butter and cheese those are the ingredients (laughs) i like it plain and simple Yes. So basically, you have the, the fettuccine, you cook it, you add butter, and it like melts on the noodles, and then you add like a lot of Parmesan, not like the, the, the jar of Parmesan that you sprinkle on pizza, which isn't real Parmesan, which the we all know, Parmesan. so shut up. <laughs> and not the, don't get like pre-shredded, you have to, if you Shred want your cheese to melt, you have to get a brick of it. And melt it yourself because if you get anything pre-shredded, it's gonna have the, the powder on the on the shreds so that in transport to the grocery store it doesn't melt and get stuck together. But that also keeps it from melting right. So you have to get your own and then shred it yourself. The first time, the the first known iteration of fettuccine Alfredo is actually from the 15th century, and it was called uh, macaroni Romaneschi. I assume it's Romaneschi. S-C-H-I. It could be Romaneschi, but I think not. Because it's Italian. Yeah. (laughs) So it's called Macaroni Romaneschi, or translated Roman pasta. Um, And it was by the northern Italian chef Martino de Como. The noodles were cooked in, in his recipe, the noodles were cooked in broth or water. How you cook noodles. (laughs) Uh, And you add butter, you add, quote, good cheese. It doesn't specify what kind. They're pulling an Ina Garten on you. Good cheese. Good cheese. Any cheese you want, but good cheese. And, quote, sweet spices. Whatever that means. Nobody knows. Cinnamon? That's not Alfredo. Well, here's the thing. Nutmeg is close to cinnamon. And if you've ever... I make a white sauce. I need to try it. I haven't made it since I stopped eating animal products. But it's like a dupe for a... We found it online. This has nothing to do with fettuccine. We really, I ordered one time the, like, at the Mexican place in Castle Rock. Oh, uh, El Compadre. El Compadre. They have, like, a chicken and white sauce thing. And my mom really liked the, the, the white sauce. So she, like, found a recipe online, which is not the same thing. It's more of an Alfredo because it has cream cheese and Parmesan. But it also has uh, pepper and nutmeg in it. And that is good. I would imagine that being good. Yeah. Anyway, back to fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> <laughs> Slight detour. Yes. So the it's the modern variation that we know today came from an Italian chef named Alfredo De Lelio <laughs> in 1907 or 1908 was when he created his version that we is still made today. <laughs> Not that we know as Alfredo today, because I mean it is Alfredo. In that it is butter cheese noodles, but it's not what you think of exactly when you go to the store and you buy a jar of Alfredo sauce. Or, you know, go to Olive Garden. (laughs) Dude, I'm not trashing Olive Garden Alfredo sauce. You get a side of that and you dip your breadsticks in it. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's just not the same as the one we're talking about. It's just not, air quotes, traditional. But who gives a fuck? It's delicious. Delicious as fuck. Yes. So, <laughs> so the the uh, version that Alfredo came up with is actually called fettuccine al triplo burro, which means fettuccine, fettuccine, fettuccine <laughs> with butter, Tri- triplo burro, three butters, three butters. <laughs> it's just extra butter. So the story goes that he and his wife had a son, Armando, and his wife's name is Ines. And in an effort to get her to eat after giving birth, he made her the Alfredo. And then he just added a shit ton of butter to it <laughs> to make it taste even better. Extra good. Yes. And that's how his recipe came about, as he was trying to get his wife to eat. <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of sweet. That is sweet. What a guy. Yeah. So he had, he worked at his mother's restaurant and came up with this dish. And the fame of Alfredo's fettuccine spread first in Rome and then to other countries. By 1922, it was already being reported by American travelers. So they would go over there and travel around and eat at the restaurant. And then they would come back to America and be like, y'all, you have to eat these noodles. (laughs) Uh, Magazine articles and guidebooks were talking about the dish in the 20s and 30s. And by the 50s, he had something happened with the old rest his mom's restaurant and it was demolished, but he opened his own restaurant. And in the 50s, in an effort to promote his dish and the restaurant, he started putting up photos of celebrities eating his fettuccine, <laughs> which is, I think, kind of how that whole trend started. Because, like, you know, you go to, like, in New York, you go to, like, a diner or, like, <laughs> like an old Italian place, and there's just like, hey, look, Marilyn Monroe's eating a meatball. <laughs> or, like, you know. Um, and then, I mean, obviously... It just never became unpopular. <laughs> just stuck. Mm-hmm. Yum, uh, dude. Now I want right. Alfredo. It's not the kind, like, if you were going to, if you asked me how to make Alfredo sauce before I looked this up, I would have been like, well, you make a bechamel and you add Parmesan. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you're going to make your rouge, butter and flour, and then you add some milk, and then you're going to throw some Parmesan and, like, maybe some garlic and, like, pepper in there. But it's not just going to be... It's the same with carbonara. People are don't know how to make carbonara because, like, you eat it and it's like, wow, this is creamy. But it's actually just the cheese that does that when it emulsifies with the butter. We're actually making carbonara this week. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Still not the same as fettuccine, though. No. So good. Now I'm, like, craving it. I think Violife has a brick of Parmesan. And that's a vegan Parmesan. Okay. I know they have brick cheeses. I think they have a Parmesan. So I might try that. Because I can. There is... Like the grated vegan Parmesan, but that's not going to be the same, <laughs> as I've already stated. Yep. You should try it and tell me how it is. Yeah, I might try it and see. But it's just so good. I mean, you put white sauce on a pizza? Great. Love it's it. Delicious. It's not like an, oh my god, I want pizza, I'm going to get that. It's like, I really am in the mood for a white sauce pizza. Mm-hmm. But still delicious. <laughs> it's so good. It just makes everything it touches good. Mm-hmm. You have your breadsticks in there. People put chicken on it or shrimp. Ooh, <laughs> shrimp. We have some of that. Maybe we'll make a shrimp carbonara. We have some shrimp in the freezer. Mm. It's our favorite protein to keep around. Yeah. But I forgot that shrimp fettuccine existed until you mentioned it. <laughs> uh, shrimp. <laughs> now I want to eat a big fucking bowl of it. <laughs> yeah. And like five breadsticks. Yeah, they were. I watched an old source fed pasta video and it was a battle and jamie made just plain old fettuccine chicken fettuccine was his dish he's like i'm gonna win this it's simple and delicious and everyone loves it (laughs) did he win don't i don't think he did because he made chicken fettuccine in a battle (laughs) (laughs) everyone liked it and he put it like on a bed of other parmesan (laughs) there was even more parmesan hiding underneath cheese (laughs) yeah good cheese yeah i mean i don't know what he used it was parmesan of a brick kind. I don't know. I don't know if it was good cheese. <laughs> My turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. This one I kind of just want to talk about because <laughs> there have been a lot of things that have happened recently and I'm kind of proud of myself and the way that I have handled them and the way that other people have handled the, their things. Um, mm-hmm. So personal growth. Have we talked about this before? No. I don't think I have. Okay. So personal growth to me is just very personal because I know where I came from and I am not the same person who I used to be. And I love that about me. 
Growth can be painful, though. It's not easy. It's hard. It Mm -hmm. requires a lot of reflection and a lot of vulnerability. Woo, I said it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a hard word for me to pronounce. And it requires a lot of openness and... I said it the very first thing I said, but reflection. So much reflection. And not just reflection, but objective reflection. Like, seeing it from other perspectives and taking the emotion out of things. Like You have to be able to admit that something is not right necessarily so for me like some people talk about things like ego death and like i don't necessarily know that i want my ego to completely die because i use that as motivation sometimes but like at the same time like being able to not let that get in the way of my relationships with others or the things that i want and need it allows me to compromise a little more it allows me to understand a little bit deeper it so in a way i feel like your ego needs to be minimized in order to grow and that's hard. That's a hard concept to understand. <laughs> have you heard of the teachings of Joseph Campbell? I have not, but I'm going to write that down right now. <laughs> oh, okay. I was being a douche, but... <laughs> oh, no. Who is that? I mean, you can look him up. He does. He just does a lot of that kind of stuff. I mean, not. I think he's dead, but it was, he's old. Oh. <laughs> if he's still alive. So I had a situation the other day that... Actually, you and I talked about it before we recorded. That could have easily been a trap that I fell into old habits with. There were a thousand and one ways I could have responded negatively, but I didn't. I just asked questions and hopefully the person realized that it was nothing. Basically, me keeping my cool helped me help them understand the situation a little bit better, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I could have easily, easily said something that... Reactionary. Yeah, but I didn't. I sat on it for a minute before I even responded and I was really proud of myself. So that to me is personal growth. Uh, How do you know that you've grown? Like what are some milestones? So for me, it's recognizing old behaviors and others, seeing things that I didn't like about myself and I changed, but now they stick out to me and other people. There, yeah, there is that quote about like, you only hate things in other people that you hate in yourself or whatever. Yes. And that's totally true. When you can check yourself Uh, Or be mindful in motions of panic, anger, or extreme emotion. That's another big personal growth thing is we don't let ourselves react. Like you just, I really like that word, Uh, react. Not getting mad at things you used to get mad at. That's another big one. Your friend circle changes. Um, The people you are around on a daily basis. The people you are paying attention to. That's kind of the hardest one, I think. (laughs) It is hard, um, especially because... If they're friends that you grew up with and it's like, I don't want to feel like I'm ditching them and like we were together for a lot of important growing up things <laughs> then like all of a sudden maybe they're not the top of your list anymore yeah so i'm actually i had a situation very similar to that happen on sunday i have a group of friends that i have been friends with for a lot of years and a couple of girls were trying to or a couple of people were trying to have a get together the five of us mm-hmm. and i just was not comfortable with that so i didn't really respond and there was a comment made that was really snarky And I just sat there and I was like, this is the reason I am the way that I am. And I think the way that I do is because I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be that person. So I've grown and I've changed. And I will be there for those type, those people because they're important to me. They've always been important to me. Like they're my friends. Um, I will always be there for those types of people and foster those relationships to an extent. However, that's not the direction I'm going. So my friendship circle is bigger than a lot of others because I I still include those people. I don't. Like, I hope my friends know that no matter what, I will always be there for them. (laughs) Yeah. Always be there for them in the hopes that they understand that my path is taking me in a different direction as well. And just because things are different doesn't mean that they're bad. You know, like our friendship may not be the same. However, that doesn't mean we have to stop talking to each other, stop sending each other funny Facebook memes or checking in once a year or however often we check in, you know, like the things may be different doesn't mean that they're bad. That just means that there there's growth there, you know? Mm hmm. But like you said, it's hard. These specific people I've been friends with for well over 20 years at this point. Yeah. So. I mean, I think that also is harder for you than for me. Like, I left. (laughs) So it's like. Yeah, like your physical proximity. The the three of you, you, Kelsey, and Jacob. And then, like, everyone else I check in with every once in a while. But for the most part, I haven't seen anyone in, like, five years since I left Washington. Almost six, five and a half years. (laughs) Except for the three of you. Occasionally, like, if I, you know, go back to Washington and we went to the store and ran into someone. But other than that. Yeah. Your proximity definitely matters. But, like, Mm -hmm. 
whether I move 1500 miles or move 50 miles, like, I feel like that's the way we should mother like personal growth too, is like, no matter how far you grow, I mean, you've grown, like, Mm -hmm. that's all that matters. Um, And growth looks different for everyone. Looks different for me, looks different for you, looks different for our friends and our family. But I think just really understanding the concept of personal growth and what it takes to really achieve that, not even that, just achieve goals and move your life in a different direction and not necessarily a different direction, just in the direction that you want it to go will really help people, even myself, once I understood what personal growth was or and is, released a lot of strain in my friendships and my relationships in my life simply because they're just living their life. I'm just living mine. And should our paths cross, they cross. And if they don't, they don't, you know, if I reach out and I don't get a response, okay, I tried. They're just doing different things. And I get that. I stopped taking a lot of things personally. And I think a lot of people, people can really benefit from that. Take the emotion out of it or it takes the emotion out of it. So yeah, there's also nothing worse though than something that just puts you right back in it, like Mm -hmm. unexpectedly. And you're like, oh no, yep, (laughs) I wasn't ready for this. We call those triggers (laughs) yeah and those are tests little tests to measure measure your personal growth (laughs) but even the recognition of being like oh my god i'm in this situation i know i'm in this situation i know i'm in this state of mind or just recognizing that is growth in and of itself because maybe before you wouldn't have recognized that and acted out a certain way but because you know you're in that state of mind that maybe you change your thoughts or change your focus or change the way you're acting towards someone you know Or the way you respond. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking specifically of last summer. I talked about this, but I got that message on Facebook from someone we went to high school with. Yes. And like, it just put me back in that same dynamic. There was, I mean, there was no other way for me to respond to it. Like, even then at that, like, in high school, I probably would have responded the same. But like, I was not expecting to be back here. (laughs) Yeah. But that just shows you how much you've grown and how much that person or whoever was behind that message hasn't. (laughs) Like, I mean, maybe they have and they're doing some self-reflection. Maybe. That's the kind of question you ask when you're thinking about high school you 10 yeah. years later. That's what we can hope for. However. I, I don't live there, so I have literally no clue. Yeah. I don't either. I don't. Not friends with that person in any way, shape, or form. I don't even think on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, personal growth. It's beautiful. It's terrible. All at the same time. I highly suggest doing some inner reflection. It might change your life. Like a change of mind. Also, if possible, just like get out of your hometown for a minute. <laughs> yeah. That helps a lot. Even if it's for like a week or two. Like get out on your own. Do some shit. Yeah. Not Trust with yourself. Your, if it's only for like a week or two, not with the people you grew up with. Like just go nope. be on your own and yeah. think about you. It doesn't have to be a backpacking trip in Yellowstone or anything, but it could be going and walking around Disneyland by yourself. I mean, we all learn a lot from each other in our moments of aloneness and reflection. Going around Disneyland by yourself sounds awful. It does sound awful. <laughs> As someone who loves Disneyland, I would never want to go there by myself and not talk to anyone all day. Well, same. But, like, <laughs> you could. You could. Or just, like, go sit at the beach, watch the ocean. Yeah, that too. Whatever reflection looks like for you. I'm off my soapbox now. Okay, so now I'm really curious as to what your fucking topic is. It's Girl Scout cookies. Oh my god, yes. Uh. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> I was not a Girl Scout. Me either. Really? Nope. I was not. Oh, I thought you were. Kelsey nope. was. The first known sales of Girl Scout cookies by an individual unit was the Mistletoe Troop in Oklahoma in December 1917. That's a long time ago. It's 104 years. It is a long time ago. That was 75 years before I was born. Yes. I'm trying to, I literally just read a book that talked about World War II. Because it was talking about, it was a book about uh, socialists. That was in the 40s, wasn't it? I mean World War I. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know I know that I said World War II, but I mean World War One. Okay. Because 1917 is, I believe, it's either the beginning or the end of the war. Also, the Spanish influenza hit right after World War I. So I don't know which year it was. I feel like the Spanish flu was in the 30s. Nope. No? Nope. Oh. It hit literally like as soon as soldiers were coming back. And also it killed more people than the war. I did know that. And it was when uh, Woodrow Wilson was the president, which was not the 30s. Okay. <laughs> because he was elected in 16. There was an election in 1920. So he was elected in 1916. Anyway, 
I just read that book. <laughs> That's the only reason I know any of this. I was going to say, I only, damn, you and your history are good. I only half know it. Anyway. Well, also, they were talking. I was listening to Cult Podcast, and they did a... They're, they're not done with their series on Trump. They took a break <laughs> after the last uh, couple of months. Yeah. Um, but the first episode, they there were there are a lot of similarities between Trump and Wilson, even though if you ask a political scientist, they'll tell you that Woodrow Wilson was one of the top presidents, but only by, like, you know, the things that he accomplished. His actual beliefs, he was a horrible racist. <laughs> and also he... <laughs> did not treat the Spanish flu like he should have, and many people died. Anyway. Great. Very similar. Yes. So, that was the first known sales of Girl Scout cookies by an individual unit was the Mistletoe Troop in Oklahoma in December 1917. In 1922, the Girl Scout magazine, The American Girl, didn't look at it. Don't know if it's connected to the doll. (laughs) It could be. I think that it is. I think that was a thing. I don't know. I just know that it is a scout magazine called The American Girl. Mm, Maybe not. (laughs) Yeah. But the magazine suggested selling cookies as a fundraiser, and it provided a sugar cookie recipe from a troop in Chicago, the director of a troop in Chicago. In 1933, the Philadelphia Girl Scouts organized the first commercial sale of cookies, and they sold out of windows at the PGE. Philadelphia General Electric? PGE, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When I think PGE, I think Portland, but it's fine. Really? Yep. PGE is the big electric company here in Portland. Portland General Electric. Well, then it is probably Philadelphia General Electric. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, is it Pacific or is it Philadelphia? It's probably Philadelphia. Yeah. Between 1933 and 1935, organized sales rose, and the Philadelphia and New York City troops used the model to develop marketing and sales skills for the girls in their troops. Oh. Yeah. They're in badges. I mean, yes. But also, they learn marketing and sales. Well, yes. But I mean, like, (laughs) I think there's... it's Cookie selling is almost like earning a badge because you get the experience. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a rite of passage. I like it. In 1936, Girl Scouts of the USA, which I guess is like the had the whole organization, began licensing commercial bakers, and 125 troops launched cookie sales that year. Damn. In the first year, it said. So I assumed that that meant 1936. Okay, so 1917 must have been the beginning of the war, because during World War II, (laughs) they also (laughs) sold calendars um, because there was a shortage of flour, sugar, and butter, so they couldn't make as much cookies, so they supplemented their funds income by also selling calendars smart adapt adapt and conquer absolutely in 1943 there were 48 cookies per box we're still just doing the sugar cookies by the way there were 48 cookies per box and they also i don't know what this has to do with anything or why they would do it they also collected fat in tin cans to aid with the war effort whatever that means (laughs) that was included in the 1943 section (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Okay. World War Two. December 17th could have been the end of World War One, <laughs> Because World War Two is <laughs> what I just said. Forget anything. I know nothing about war. <laughs> <laughs> also in 1943, they sold war bonds for no profit. I don't know how they got their hands on war bonds to sell. But they sold it for no profit? Yeah. Because it's like, if they had to buy the war bonds, then why couldn't the people just buy it from wherever the Girl Scouts got their war bonds to? I don't know. I don't know what, what exactly a war bond is or why. They sold them for no profit. Weird. Yeah. In the 1950s, they added three cookies. They added their shortbreads slash Scott teas. It was a Scottish, Scottish shortbread. Savannah's, or the peanut butter sandwich. And can you guess the third one from the 50s? The Thin Mints. It is the Thin Mints. That surprised me. I'm like, how did you have the technology to put mint in a cookie in the 50s? <laughs> I mean, extraction has been around for a long while. Well, yeah, but like, they didn't add a shortbread until the 50s. And they're jumping to Thin Mints. It's true. Seems like an advanced cookie. In 1956, there were six types of cookies being sold nationwide. So in, I don't know exactly. It just said in the 50s, they added those three. So I don't know exactly how long it took for them to jump from four to six. But in the 60s, their sales rocketed because all the boomers were old enough to then join the Girl Scouts. So they had more kids selling cookies. Oh. <laughs> 
That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Supply and demand. Or yes. demand and supply, I guess. In the 70s, they added another cookie. The 70s? Mm-hmm. The Samoa? It is the Samoa. That is the most yeah. 70s cookie of them all. It is very <laughs> 70s looking and tasting. Yeah, it's got the coconut in there. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be. It's called the Samoa. So, of course, it's from the 70s. In 1978, the National Council reduced the amount of bakeries to four, and they standardized the packaging and the prices. So, wherever you buy your cookies, it's all going to look the same, and it's only coming from four bakeries instead of the... How many was it before? Lots. I can't even see where that note is. (laughs) It doesn't say. I was going to say, I don't know that it necessarily (laughs) said specific number. It didn't. They just started adding bakeries. Uh, In the 90s, they reduced the number of bakeries again to the two that they currently use. One for the East Coast, one for the West Coast. Basically, that was backwards with my hand. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking West and South because I know one of them is in the South. In 1998, they instituted sales awards, which we all know because they're like, if you buy, if I sell this many cookies, I get a bike. And it's like, you don't got to sell me. I'm buying the cookies. Right? I want the cookies. You just get the <laughs> <Yeah>. bike. Is- <laughs> right? Just give me the cookies. In 05, they try, They made an effort. I don't... It just said made an effort, I think, to eliminate trans fats from all their cookies and included nutritional info on the boxes. Apparently, before 05, there was no nutrition information on the boxes. And I Damn. don't know how they got away with that. Right? I was going to say in 05? <laughs> yeah. In 09, they reduced the number of Thin Mints, Dosey Dose, Tagalongs, and made the Lemon Chalet creams smaller in each box because the uh, rising cost of ingredients and transportation. I do remember that package change, actually. I do not. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It looks like a fraction. It is not. In 2015, they uh, implemented online ordering through their member-only access app. Before 2015, you had just had to buy them. You couldn't order them online. Hmm. But that's like when you see, you know, one of your friends has kids who's in the Scouts and then they post on Facebook like, oh, she's selling cookies. Go <laughs> buy them. It'll take you to their specific okay. troops thing. It's like if you, you know, go on Sensi and you order something, you can like pick a distributor or whatever. Yeah. So when you click on that link, it'll take you. So it benefits that specific troop. Yeah. I've totally seen that. I've, I think I've ordered that way, actually. Mm-hmm. Michael Dozel's uh, niece does it, and I think I order from her usually. Yes. When I when I worked at a pizza place, a woman came in with her daughter, and she was selling cookies. And I'm like, this is a place where we have food. You definitely cannot do this. But also, yes, we all want cookies. Right. So. I will buy your cookies, but, <laughs> but don't also, ever do this again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to sell cookies here. But like, yeah, we want some. <laughs> but yes, give me the boxes. Yeah. She's like rolled her wagon through the lobby. And we're like, Yeah. Why not? <laughs> sure. I want some cookies. Yes. So the cookies that they offer today, they have a new cookie called the Toast Yay. <laughs> What's that? Well, it is in the shape of a piece of toast. It, it has like a white frosting on the back, it looks like. Okay. And it is French toast flavored. They have a French toast cookie? Yeah. Apparently. I think it said something on there about like maple and cinnamon or something i don't know it looks delicious and it is one of their vegan options Ooh, so i nice. might have to order those yes um thin mints obviously round cookie it's got the chocolate coating and a chocolate mint cookie the coating is apparently just chocolate <laughs> and the mint is in the cookie is in the cookie itself mm-hmm. thin mints are made at both bakeries and both of those are vegan so no matter where you get them you're good always vegan yes the lemon ups are a round cookie with a motivational message stamped into the top, and it is lemon flavored. It kind of looks like like a sh- lemon shortbread. I don't know exactly. Didn't they don't say exactly what kind of cookie it is? I assume that they're all some sort of. I don't know. They're just crunchy. <laughs> yeah, I don't foresee Girl Scouts selling soft cookies. Well, no, other than Smoa. You, but... You've had and some, mm, Smoa has like a the crunchy cookie base. Yeah, that's has... true. With everything on top of it. Yeah. The not vegan. The lemonades are a round cookie. It has a lemon icing and it is a shortbread. So it seems like a lemon up, but with icing. But with icing. Yeah. That is one of the vegans. The shortbread slash trefoil. Trefoil? I say trefoil. I don't know what it is. I think it's not a girl scout. 
I don't, I'm not a Girl Scout. I don't, yeah, I'm not picky. I know what you're talking about. I wouldn't. Apparently that's what that shape is called. Oh. Exactly. (laughs) I don't know if they made that up or if that's officially the name of that shape. But it is just there. It's a trefoil, trefoil, trefoil shape. (laughs) And it's their shortbread cookie. It's their ridge. It's got, I, no. Something has the, that, their logo stamped on it. But maybe it's that one and it has just like a face stamped on it. I don't know. Not vegan. <laughs> oh, and the depending on which bakery it comes from, it's going to be the shortbread or the other word. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. That's why some of them have two names because it's made a different bakery. Interesting. I don't know why they haven't worked that out. I don't know if they all have like, they ordered so much packaging that they just have to get through it before they can. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's new packaging every year. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine because they have to at least update the expiration dates mm-hmm. i have no idea why they're not standardizing the names i think you could just print the expiration dates on them though I'm, I'm sure you could i have no idea it doesn't say it just said if you look at the section where it's like why is it two different names it's like well some of them are made at two different bakeries and i'm like okay but you can What's tell that? them what to put on it right like, what <laughs> like why is it yeah like why haven't you made it the same name though so next one is the karma delight slash samoa again depending on which bakery it comes from it looks like the Samoas are going to be the, I think it's Little Brownie Bakery, Little Brown Bakery, something. Whatever one is made in the South is Samoas. And then the West Coast is Caramel Delights. And that is a donut shape. So it has the hole in the middle, like a Keebler fudge round. Oh, fun fact. Keebler was the first ba- commercial bakery that they brought in. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, me either. <laughs> but... It's a, like a donut shape, so it has a hole in the middle, and then it's just like a possibly a shortbread. It's some sort of crunchy cookie with a caramel and toasted coconut topping and a chocolate drizzle. That and one's then I my fave. Dipped in chocolate on the bottom. Mine too. Not a vegan option, obviously, because of the caramel. Yes. I also like to chop it up and put it in vanilla ice cream. Um, I would never do that, but I'm sure it tastes fine. I just don't like crunchy in my ice cream because it's, it's my chompers are set to soft. <laughs> I don't want crunchy. Peanut butter patties slash tagalongs. Again, different bakeries. I always, always called them by the, like a Samoa or a tagalong or like, that's always what they called them. I don't know if that's because both of my parents are from the South. and Like, that's what they called them. That's what I called them too. And, but those should not be the packages we got. So I have no idea. I don't know. But according to the, where they were made. That doesn't seem like we should have gotten those versions. Right. But I did. I remember it. Mm-hmm. So this one is a just like a plain, possibly shortbread, just a plain cookie. It's got a layer of peanut butter on top, and then the whole thing is dipped in a chocolate coating. That is one of the vegans. You have your dosy doughs slash peanut butter sandwich. Never had them. That was not one that we had in our house. Nope, same. That is a crunchy oatmeal cookie. It's the only one that tells me what kind of cookie it is. Uh, and a peanut butter filling. Sounds fine. Not vegan. The next ones are some of their newer additions. These ones aren't like classics. They have the Toffee-tastic. It's a some sort of buttery cookie. Possibly Yum. shortbread. Shortbreads are buttery. <laughs> I that don't sounds know. delicious. It has toffee bits in it. It is not vegan. It is one of their two gluten-free options. I may order some of those. I d- those are new. I mean, they're not brand new. I've definitely seen them, but I remember them like coming out a few years ago. I don't know that I I remember seeing them at all, but I will definitely have to order some because that sounds fabulous. Right. (laughs) Their other gluten-free option is their caramel chocolate chip. It is, again, I believe a crunchy cookie with caramel like in it, semi-sweet chocolate chips and sea salt because they're getting fancy. Real fancy. And then depending on which bakery you go to, they have, or you, your order comes from, they have two different kinds of Girl, Sma- Girl Scout s'mores. They have. They could a- not see my face, but I made a face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they have a sandwich version, which is two like, graham style cookies, a layer of like chocolate cream, and and also a marshmallow something. Layer fluff. of marshmallow. It's not marshmallow fluff because that's it's gonna be too soft. Sticky. It's still gonna be basically a marshmallow like Oreo filling consistency, mm-hmm. but some somehow marshmallow. Or the other option for the girls took out s'mores. That the sandwich one, not vegan. This other one is. And it is a Graham style cracker cookie. It's a cookie. It's a Graham style cookie. <laughs> and it has a some sort of cream icing 
and it is all dipped in a chocolate coating, similar to the peanut butter patty slash tagalong. I would like what the is... water s'more, the dipped in chocolate I one. I would not. I maybe it's just because that's the one that I'm allowed to eat by my to myself, <laughs> allowed by myself. <laughs> There's no, like, dietary restriction or reason that I couldn't eat the other one if I wanted to. But if you look at them, the sandwich one looks so good, man. It's got the two layers in there. Yeah. Can you order both or does it... Do you have to order... Do you just get whatever one? Well, they were listed as two different things. So I think when you order online, you could specify which one you wanted. And then it is either... You you can... There are two options when you order online. You can have it shipped to you or you can have it sent to the troop and just go, like, pick it up from them or they drop it off or whatever it is. I don't know. But also... But also COVID and just have it shipped to your house. (laughs) Well, yes. But also, when you go online, you can see where the booths are set up. Oh. So, like, it it tells me, like, oh, this grocery store has Girl Scout cookies. (laughs) And you can go there and grab them straight from the person if you need them right now. Right now. Interesting facts about when you buy Girl Scout cookies. 25 to 35% of the money that you spend when you buy Girl Scout cookies goes to the bakery. Obviously, they have to be compensated in some way because they're making all the cookies. 45 to 65% goes to the regional council to cover costs for like all of the troops in general. Only 10 to 20% stays with the troop that you buy it from. So... You buy Girl Scout cookies because they're delicious and support the Girl Scouts. They're much better than the Boy Scouts. The Boy Scouts are trash. Blech. But also, maybe just go ahead and donate some <laughs> if you if you have some extra cash laying around. Just donate and don't take their cookies. <laughs> like, it's $5 a box. And 10% of that's 50 cents. Up to 20% mm-hmm. of that. That's a dollar. So that mm-hmm. max they're making a dollar off of every box. That is sad. Yeah. And obviously, the girls in the troop get to decide where that money goes, but also it's only a dollar every buy. If you buy three boxes, you're giving them three dollars, basically, mm-hmm. which is like a tip. I never buy less at than Starbucks, five, by the way. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I still. usually just buy like one of, I one Thin Mint, it's my favorite. Thin Mints are my top Girl Scout cookie. Samoas were my top, but I don't eat those anymore. I gotta try those Graham ones. I'll probably try the Toast Yay. Ooh, Yes. I usually stock up on them and then keep them around for a while. Like, I'll hide them and be like, oh my god, I remember these. Yeah, I do not. I just eat them. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see that they're not selling them in person this year? I did not. But when I was on the website looking at, like, looking up all that information, it did tell me where the booths were. So I don't know what that means. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I heard that they were only selling online this year. But it might just be the specific troop. Yeah, I have also... I have heard that, but also it did tell me where I could go to get Girl Scout cookies in person. So I'm not sure if they just haven't, like, updated that section or what. I mean, the one I saw that could just be the troop that is choosing to just sell it online rather than... So they very well could be where you're at. I think I'm going to order me some Dosios, some toffee ones, obviously some Thin Mints, and definitely some Samoas. Mm -hmm. Probably two boxes of Samoas. Yeah, those are the best. (laughs) They are the best. Once they figure out how to make them some reasonably priced vegan caramel to put on those cookies, I'm in. <laughs> Count me in, man. Mm-hmm. It has egg in it. That's why you can't have it, right? Um, it usually has milk in it or some sort of oh, cream. Oh, that's right. Cream. So we can condense milk usually. Also, a lot of them just have like whey products. But I think I am going to order some Girl Scout cookies tonight after we get off this call. <laughs> yes. They're so I'll good. Help, I'll help Kaylee out. It's always like you go into the store and they're out there. And they're like, how would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies? I'm like, I'll get you on my way back. <laughs> mm-hmm. On my way out. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Always. Every time. I'm never going to say no to Girl Scout cookies. Like, you don't even have to ask. And I'll, right? I'll buy some from you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Thank you. I'm not going to carry them around. And also, I don't have cash yet. <laughs> but I will on my way out. <laughs> Girl Scouts. <laughs> USA. Do you remember a few years ago when the Boy Scouts were like, hey, We're going to let the girls in now. And it's like, fuck off. We already have something. It's called the Girl Scouts. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be part of your garbage organization. Mm -hmm. I do remember that. (laughs) Don't join the Boy Scouts. Put your boys in Girl Scouts. All right. Are you ready to go do yoga? Yes. I have to pee first. That's fine. But I have to close the show first. (laughs) (laughs) If you like our show, go ahead and rate and review us wherever you are listening that really helps us out what's your favorite girl scout cookie were you in the scouts tell us about it i want to know i only know one person who was in the girl scouts 
You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast. Tell us what your favorite Girl Scout cookie is. <laughs> Tell your friends to listen. Yes, that too. <laughs> Bye, Scout. Okay. Scroll, scroll, Scout. Girl Scout cookies and listen to Yes, dude. Yes. Maybe even you eat have... the cookies while you're listening. Who knows? Absolutely. Send us Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, Do you have anything else? I don't. Well, that'd be it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. We're gonna go do some yoga. Bye. Bye. Bye.